Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Uh, We are still in some kind of party lockdown here in the UK. And uh, the laws and regulations in in UK is that we can we are allowed to meet up as a church, but uh, we are not allowed to do any kind of praise and worship. So basically, that uh, in UK you only allowed to to preach. So that's why we're still doing it online here because of uh, uh, we might as well do it because it's uh, more people can can follow. Anyway. Um, before I'm going to share what uh, what I believe the Holy Spirit told me to share today, uh, I was actually going to share something else, but this morning I was out walking, and uh, I just got this line in my heart, and that said that um, if you desire it, you can have it, okay? If you desire it, you can have it, and uh, so so that made me to change my message for today. And, uh, and that's okay, because of, uh, it's important we understand it's not about what is on our heart, so to speak. It's about we sharing what is on God's heart. And we as preachers and pastors and, and Christians, we are basically simply just the mouthpiece of God. Amen. But uh, let's pray now and invite the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you will anoint the Word. You will open our hearts and our eyes and our ears so that the word that we hear may not just be something we understand, but that it may be a word of life that will produce what it says. We sanctify this time to you. We focus upon you this morning. Your word says that when we seek you, we shall find you. When we knock, it shall be open. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus through, you, through the word. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. Amen. So if you go to uh, Mark 11, you know, um, I preach a lot from Mark 11. And uh, and I believe that the greatest need today in the body of Christ is faith. Okay. Uh, and I know that many people, they talk about, yeah, but I do have faith. I do have faith. and uh, But it's very important we have a Bible kind of faith because of, there are so many traditions, experiences and and people say, oh, this is faith, and I think I have faith. And I'm, I'm very often when I get to talk to people, I realize that their faith is not based upon anything but hope or wish. And, uh, and that's not the kind of faith that God wants you and I to have. He wants you and I to have a faith that we are confident in, that what we trust in our Heavenly Father about, we will see. Amen. So, so I believe that Faith is a message we need to preach over and over and over and over and over again because the Bible talks about in Hebrew, Hebrews that in, uh, in chapter 11, verse 6, it says that without faith, we cannot please God. Okay? And, uh, but anyway, Mark 11, 22, it says, Have faith in God. Amen? Have faith in God. And I'm telling you that if you can just remember that one line here, if you can just get that one line to be real in your life, there will be no issues and uh, problems in your life that you cannot overcome. Have faith in God. You know that uh, now we at uh, we're still uh, in a situation with the coronavirus, and now the next effect we we're seeing of it is that uh, because of the furlough, 
is gradually coming to an end. And uh, I don't know in the rest of the world, but I saw something about in UK, about 700,000 people are going to be laid off from their work. And I want to say to you that if you are a believer, have faith in God. Amen. You know, it's not your job who, who is your provider, it's your Heavenly Father. And there might be a coronavirus in the world, but your Heavenly Father, He says, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He can provide for you in the midst of a, midst of a, a dry season. He can provide with you with or without a job, but just don't fear. Have faith in Him. God is in control. He has said that he is, he is the Lord of Lords, which means He will look after you. So I just want to tell you, do not be afraid. Don't be fearful. Simply have faith in God. And this, But Jesus says, so the second thing is, have faith in God. You know, that's why that is so important we talk about that we need to know God. Okay? We need to know Him, not not know, knowing about him, but know him. Okay? Have faith in God because if you don't know him, how can you have faith in him? You know, I used to grow up and being taught that I need to have faith for things. Like, I have faith for healing, or I have faith for money, or I have faith for breakthrough, or I have faith. No. The Bible says, have faith in God. If you have faith in him, you don't need to worry about the rest. And that's why it's so vital that we get to know him. In Ephesians 1, in the NIV translation, this is another favorite verse of mine. And uh, it says in chapter 1, verse 17, this is the Apostle Paul who prays for the, for, for the church in Ephesus. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So that you may know him better. The key word to our victory, the key word to our breakthrough is that we know him. And it's, and it's vitally understand it because of, uh, what can I say, like many years ago we lived in another place and we had this dear old lady living down the street and that was when... You had Christian t TV. I don't know if they, they probably still have Christian TV, but whatever. But every now and then I walked past her house and uh, she was standing in the garden. And she was always in, in, in whispering, saying, Oh, I've just spoke, uh, no, sorry, I've just seen Benny on TV today. So, so, I, said to her, so I said to her, Who is Benny? And I said, oh, Benny Hinn, he's my pastor, she said. And I said to her, no, he can't be your pastor because Benny don't know who you are. Okay? Uh, yeah, but I see him on TV. I know him. And she, I said, so no, you don't know Benny Hinn. You know about Benny Hinn. And I'm telling you that many Christians I met, they can, they can sometimes have the same kind of relationship with God where we can end up simply just know about him, but not know him. So our effort when we become believers is that we must get to know him. In, uh, what is it, in uh, first, no, sorry, in John 17, verse 3, Jesus says in his high priestly prayer, he says, this is eternal life that they may know you. So when we say about that we, 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 have, we have received eternal life, the purpose of that eternal life is for you and I to know him. That's our pursuit that we may know him more and more and more. 
I think it's YRM who used the slogan that uh, we know, we get we 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 pursue to know him to make him known. Okay, so back to eleven Mark eleven. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And when he says, for verily I say unto you, now I want you to understand here, there is not a disciple called verily. Okay, I have to say that once I was in a church in another country, and I asked one guy in the church to name some of the disciples, the names of his disciples. So the first name he came up with was Verily, and Peter, John, and I said, well, who is Verily? And he said, if you read the King James Version, Jesus speaks to Verily all the time. Okay, he didn't understand that, but, but, so, but I thought it was quite funny. But anyway, say, for Verily I say unto you, that whosoever, now again, underline the word whosoever in your Bible because that means you are included. Jesus is speaking to you here. He's speaking to me. That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Okay, imagine that. If you believe... In your heart, what you say, Jesus says that whatsoever you say, you shall have. It's that simple. You know that uh, sometimes we need theologians to complicate the Bible, but I'm telling you, the Bible is that simple. It's our head and our understanding that sometimes gets in the way. But if Jesus says that if I believe in my heart and not doubt, and I believe those things that I say shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And when I preached I preach about this verse many times, I've preached about it many times over. And I remember there was a guy who said to me, yeah, but I don't believe that. And then I said to him, okay, that's okay, it's not for you. Because the Bible says here, you have to believe it. Okay? But anyway, I'm coming to the point that I wanted to see. So in 24, therefore... Therefore, and now when you see in the Bible, there is a therefore, you now need to understand why it's therefore. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, okay? What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you have received them and you shall have them. That's where, this is what I want you to see this morning. That whatsoever things, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have. Actually, in the original text, because if you have a King James Version Bible, you'll see that some of the words are written in italics, which means they were not in the original script. So it basically says, Wherefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Believe that you receive and you shall have. If you desire it, you can have it. Amen. This is good news for you. If you desire it, if you desire it, you can have. But it starts, it starts with that you and I, we know Him. It starts with that you and I, we know Him. So, so that we can have faith in God. So we don't have faith for things, but faith in God. And to have faith in God... We need to get to know him. And that's why we, the Apostle Paul prays in Ephesians 1 about uh, to, the, to the church in Ephesus. I pray that you must have, that you will have revelation so that you 
will know him. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 29 and 18, uh, and uh, let me see, it says here, 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, where people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Okay? And uh, I, when you look this verse up in the Amplified Bible, and you know, sometimes when you want to study the Bible, it's good to have more than one Bible version. Okay? In the Amplified version of this verse, it says in verse 18, Where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. Amen. No redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. I have always been taught this scripture in a way that where there is no vision, meaning if you don't have a plan, yeah, you know, what's your vision, meaning what's your purpose, what's your plan, and where do you want to end up? That's how I heard the word vision. And I was told if you don't have a plan, then you you will not amount to much. The Bible says that we, I will perish. Until I saw the scripture in the Amplified Version, it says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God. You know, but if I don't have a redemptive revelation of, of God, I will perish. To, to put it in other words, I need to know that God is good. Amen. That's why when I talk about having faith in God, you know, we need to have the faith in God that we know that He is a good God. There is no redemptive revelation of God where people perish. And this is what leads me to what you heard me say in one of my messages about that we are called to preach the gospel, not the word. We are called to preach the good news, not, not condemnation, not judgment, but the good news. A message of reconciliation, that God is not angry anymore, that whosoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Amen. So, so when you start seeing that the God that you put your faith is, is a God who is a good God. God, he's a father who is not just just and fair, but he's also a father who shows you favor. You know, we of all the people, we should know when we met Jesus, we did not receive what we deserved. We received grace. We received mercy. Because none of us could have saved ourselves through our good deeds, but we received grace and mercy by accepting the sacrifice of Jesus. So faith in God starts with, I know he's a good father. And when I desire something, where he says, I can have it. I can have it. Someone, I, I once heard someone, he always said in this way when he needed something, uh, he wants to ask God, he said, is it a need or is it a desire? So in his mind, it was like that if it was a desire, it was a bit questionable if God wanted to give it to him. If it was a need, he was convinced God would give it to him. But I'm telling you, God is not just here to meet your need. He's here to fulfill your desires also. Whatsoever you desire, believe that you have and you shall receive. Amen. So, so where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate and enviable is he. And you know what? This is the amazing thing. Jesus kept the law for you and I. Amen. Jesus kept the law for you and I. And when we became born again, when we got uh, saved, when we got into the kingdom of God, we got put in Him. 
That's why in the New Testament, in, especially in the epistles of Paul, you'll find the, the, the phrase, in Christ, in Christ, in whom. And because when you and I, when we got born again, we don't just walk with Jesus, we actually got put into Jesus. So everything that Jesus is, you and I, we become, because we have been put in Him. Okay, so so back to Mark 11. And, uh, so, so now you said these things, so let's go back to verse 22 again. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, when you, if you're someone who, who, who worry, who, who are concerned and don't know what the future brings, all I want to say to you today, have faith in God. Have faith in God. If what about my children? Have faith in God. What about my job? Have faith in God. What about my health? Have faith in God. What about revivers? Have faith in God. Amen. You don't need to worry. Last week I talked about, no, I can't remember who I said it to anyway, but it's good to repeat it. But even if you see 10,000 falls at your right hand, 1,000 at your right hand, 10,000 at your side, it shall not touch you. Why? Have faith in God. And when we, when we know that my God, he will never leave me, nor forsake me. He will always watch over me. He will go before me. He will stand behind me. He will protect me so that I do not need to fear. And I'm telling you that when you get the revelation of Christ, one of the great signs of it is that there will come a peace upon you that you cannot imagine. The Bible talks about a peace that goes beyond all understanding. And if you can see, and you can see it in, um, you can see that transformation in the life of Peter. If you remember when uh, Jesus, he was sleeping in the boat, and the, and the water was coming in, and the disciples were a bit, they got a bit worried. They got so worried that they woke up Jesus, and you and Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind, and when he said, and when he rebuked them of having little faith. Okay, the same Peter who was so worried. We find him in the book of Acts, where he's been arrested, thrown into a prison cell, and the next morning he was going to be beheaded, like uh, like James had been done before. And uh, and the amazing thing about it was Peter was sleeping, and it, it was a completely different man. Here now was a man who was not worried at all because he had faith in God. And he slept so uh, so sweet that even an angel had to wake him up. And he didn't just wait uh, he, he, to wake him up. And uh, can you imagine being woken up by an angel? He, he was not gentle with Peter. He kicked him. And when Peter woke up, that, that was how transformed Peter has become. Because he had learned that simple secret. Have faith in God. Okay? The Bible talks about that unless we are as little children we cannot enter into the kingdom of God or see the kingdom of God that does not mean that we should be childish <laughs> that basically means that we need to become born again because so that God our father becomes uh, God becomes our father so when he is our father we do not need to worry so have faith in God and whatsoever you desire you can have it whatsoever you desire you can have it if you this desire to be debt free you can have it if you decide to be healed in your body you can have it if you desire whatever you desire the bible says you can fill the blanks in here in your own life jesus says to you today you can have it 
Okay? So verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Okay? If you have a mountain in your life, celebrate it. If you have a, if you have a mountain in your life, be glad, because the Bible says here, you can talk to it, and it can be removed. Amen. Don't let it intimidate you. Don't let the, the, the mountain of bills intimidate you. Don't let the mountain of symptoms intimidate you. The Bible says here to us, just speak to it. Just speak to your bills, to the mountain of bills. Speak to the mountain of pain and symptoms. You speak to it. So many people say, but oh, it's normal at a certain age, people, they, they, they have high blood pressure. No, it's not normal in the kingdom of God. Because do you think there is high blood pressure in heaven? I don't think there is. I don't think we can annoy God so much up in heaven. Okay, But the thing is that many of times we just learn to accept it. But what, but what Jesus says here, speak to it. Speak to that high blood pressure. If you struggle with high blood pressure, you speak to it. If you don't struggle with high blood pressure, say, praise God, it's never going to harm me. I think it was, oh, it must be five or six years ago. Uh, I had a word where, we, where the Holy Spirit asked me I should pray for people in the service who struggled with high blood pressure. And it was amazing to see how the blood pressure went down because we, we decided we, we, we'd speak to that mountain. And we have a, a Jerry who's watching here this morning too, but he actually ended up getting being told by, the, by his GP that he should stop taking the blood pressure medicine, which is completely unusual because usually they say, once you're on blood pressure medicine, you're on it for life, okay? But have faith in God. Nothing is impossible with God. And the moment we become born again, you and I never need to be without God again, which means never again will we face something that is impossible in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so he said, whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Why do we not doubt? Because we have faith in God. Our, our, our faith is based upon, I know him. The more I get to know him, the more my faith increases. The more I get to see him, the more my faith increases. And, you, and the way you get to know him is through his word. Okay? Don't be some like some crazy people who say, Oh, I just I don't need to read the Bible, I just pray and feel feel the Holy Spirit. No. You know him through the Word of God. You know him through the Word of God. And the word you're reading, the Holy Spirit will take and reveal it to you so it the word becomes alive. But it's through the word we get to know him. Anyway, so but shall believe in those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. What's your words? Just like when I moved to England, I had to learn a new language. Just like when you become born again, you come into the kingdom of God, you need to know a new language. You know that if you move from UK to America, people might think that's easy because they speak English and we speak English in the UK. But I'm telling you, just between the UK and America, there is a big difference in words. Okay? 
Men det er big difference. Uh, when, when we go to, the, to, to Canada or to America, and I, I, I still not learned it, so when I need to go to the toilet, I ask, where is the toilet? And they all look at me and think, what is he talking about? Okay? Until I realized in America, they call it washroom, which I couldn't understand why they're calling it that. But anyway, but just because we speak the same English language doesn't mean it's the same language, so to speak. In, 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 in UK, gas is like the air. In America, gas is petrol. And, uh, and, and, you, and you, you can find these things. So the same thing, but when you and I become into the kingdom of God, we need to learn to speak a new language, or maybe a better way of saying it, we need to speak in a new way, or using the words in the right way. Not the way that we came from, but the way that the words are used in the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, the Bible says that we, whatsoever we say, shall come, which he says, shall come to pass, whatsoever we say, shall come to pass. Whatsoever we say shall come to pass. Whatsoever we say shall come to pass. So now we need to change our language. Start talking about what you desire, what you want, instead of talking about what you don't have. Stop talking about your failures. Start talking about your dreams instead. Stop talking about your, 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 your bad experiences. Start talking about your aspirations. And I'm telling you, Jesus will give you whatsoever you say. If you believe that what you say, the Bible say, you shall have it. And the first time we, all, we have all experienced that was the day when we received salvation. Amen. The day we received a, a salvation, what do we say? Jesus, I am a sinner. And I need your forgiveness. I need your salvation. I confess you as my Lord. And he became my Lord. Amen. I, I confess that the old has died with Christ. And the old died with Christ. I confess that I'm resurrected with Christ. And I received his righteousness. And I became the righteousness of God. So now instead of saying, Oh, I'm, it's, everything is so hard. You should say, No, I'm just on the brink of breakthrough. I'm just, uh, I, I'm just one step away from my breakthrough. I, I'm the healed that resists the symptoms in my body. I'm the wealthy who will not let my wallet dictate me. And the wallet will, my wallet shall be full according to what I say. And I'm telling you, when if you learn to do this thing, you will start seeing that the word here will become not a knowledge in your head, but will become a reality in your life. Okay, I usually use this scripture to many uh, for people very often who are ill, because of, I say, you know, speak to the mountain. When you feel pain in your body, don't just accept it. Don't let fear take root in your heart, but say to that symptom, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus, because by his stripes, I have been healed. By his stripes, I have been healed, according to 1 Peter 2.24. Uh, the other day, uh, no, this thing about the stripes, because I always wondered why the Bible said that by his stripes we are healed. Why, why not by his, uh, the holes in his hands, but the Bible said by his stripes we have been healed. And then I, I listened to a man who, who understood a lot of Hebrew words, and he said these words, by his stripes we have been healed. The stripes, uh, the, the word there 
in Hebrew meant that he saw this is like knitting and mending. So when Jesus, so so by the stripes of Jesus, he had mended me. He was striped. You know, if you watch the Passion of the Christ, which is a, a horrible pictures you see there, and by his stripes I was mended and I was made whole. Amen. So 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 speak to it. Don't accept it. Resist. Resisted by the word of God and say you symptom, you headache, you are you your pain that pain in my arm or that pain in my leg or that pain wherever you may have pain, you speak to it and say by this name by in the name of Jesus, I am healed. I rebuke that pain in Jesus' name. I will not just receive it. I will reject it because this is not what God has in store for me. And anything below the will of God, I can use His name to resist it in Jesus' name. As I said sometime this week, I said that if it's not good news, it's a lie. Amen. If it's not good news, it's a lie, which means I can change it with the name of Jesus. Okay. So, so therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray. Do you know that God is a God who loves beautiful things? You know, when you, if you read the book of Revelation and you see a description of heaven, it's, it, it, it's an awesome place. If you read about when God created Adam, God did not create Adam in a labor camp. He, 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 he placed Adam in a beautiful garden. Okay, so there's nothing wrong for you to desire. And, and it reminds, reminds me of this thing that God is interested in what you want. God is not just giving you only what He wants you to have. But no, He, he asks you, what do you desire? And I remember the old story uh, by Pastor Young with you. you. You probably read it yourself or heard it from preachers because it's a very famous story where when Pastor Young with you, he started out in South Korea. And, uh, and what was it? He, he asked God for a bicycle and a table, office table, and office chair. Because he thought, if I have an office chair and an office uh, table and a, a bicycle I can get around, and he thought it looked very important to have an office chair and so on. And he asked God for that. And time went by and nothing happened. And, uh, and then one day he, it dawned on me, he asked God, why have I not got what I asked for? Because it says, if I ask, I shall receive. And then he felt the Holy Spirit said to him, he said to him, what kind of bicycle do you want? What kind of table do you want? And what kind of chair do you want? Because God said to him, there are plenty of uh, different kinds of bicycles. There are plenty of different kinds of office tables. There are plenty of different kinds of office chairs. Which one do you want? Amen. And I believe that the same thing with you and I, that God wants us to tell him our desires so that he can provide what our hearts desire. If you desire, let's say, a, a blue bicycle, he's not going to give you a pink bicycle, so to speak. He, he, he looks at, he asked Pastor Young Gutiu, what do you desire? And when Pastor Young Gutiu, he, he realized that he needed to, he said to God, I want that specific bicycle. I want that specific office chair. I want that specific office table. And, uh, and when he walked, when uh, the funny story is about it, when he said, now I have received it. 
So he started telling everyone around him that God had given him an office chair, an office table, and a bicycle. And uh, and it, it became quite of a he became uh, quite of an uh, attraction in the in the city because of uh, he was with preacher. Everyone wanted to come and ask him. So where is your bicycle? Where is your office table? Where is your office chair? And when he pointed to his stomach, he said, "I'm pregnant with it. I got it." So he got to be known as the preacher who was pregnant with with a bicycle, with an office chair, and with a with an office table. And after a while, what he had on the inside, while he started talking it out, it manifested in the natural. So whatsoever you desire, make sure that when you ask God for something, be specific. Say to God, this is what I want. This is what I, what I like. I know people who ask for a house and they had a whole portfolio of pictures of everything they wanted in that house. Because every little details, and that person told God, this is the house I would like. And you know, praise the Lord, God provided it. Whatsoever you desire, I want to let you know today, you can have it. If you desire healing, you can have it. If you desire breakthrough in your finances, you can have it. If you desire breakthrough in your mental health or whatever, something that worries you, you can have peace. Whatever you desire, you can have it. If you desire it, you can have it. If you desire it, if you can have it. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have. And you shall have. I have this notebook of mine here, and everything, every prayer item, I everything I prayed for, I've written down in this book. And I've written, uh, and the front page of it I've written, you shall have it. You shall have it. Be specific. Don't just say, oh God, bless me. Because what what does the blessing look like in your life? Okay? You Be specific. Write it down and say, God, this is what I desire. And I'm telling you, you will have it. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, it's just time for First uh, John 5.13. Oh, sorry. I'll go to John 17. John 17, 3, so you can see what the scripture I quoted before. John 17, 3. John 17. This is Jesus. And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life. Eternal life is that you and I, we know Him. And when we know Him, we can have faith in Him. And when we have faith in Him, whatsoever things we desire, we can have. That's the way around it. So how do we get to know Him? We get to know Him through His Word and by His Holy Spirit. Okay? I find it really fascinating when I've read about Samuel. Uh, when, uh, you remember when Samuel was uh, serving Eli in the temple? And one night, uh, Samuel, he was resting and he heard a voice that said, Samuel, and Samuel thought it was Eli calling him and it happened a few times. And then the third time, Eli, uh, after the second time, Eli said to Samuel, uh, he's discerned that it's God calling him. And when the next time God started, he, he heard, Samuel heard he was called upon, he said, here I am, Lord. And now the, uh, God started talking to him. 
And what so? But what is fascinating after that incident? There is a scripture in 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 Samuel's life that said that God revealed Himself to Samuel through His Word. And the same thing with you and I is that we must be so-called the English word a stickler to the Bible, so to speak. We must read and read, and read, and read the Word of God because it's through His Word that He will reveal Himself to us. Sometimes we have to be careful that we don't read about the Bible, but that we actually read the Bible. I remember I spoke to uh, someone who studied theology, and uh, it was quite fascinating because he could uh, tell me everything that all the church fathers have said, but he hardly knew many of the scriptures by heart, which I thought was really, really sad, because it's not, to, it's not about knowing about God, it's about knowing Him, okay? And the way we know Him is through His Word. And this is what we dedicate our life to. The eternal life is to know Him. And in 1 John 5.13, this is my last verse that I've been given to share. 1 John 5.13, he says, These things, this is the Apostle John, no, yeah, Apostle John. And he says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So he says here, John, I've written this down. Read this. Read what I've written down so that you may know. So that you may know. And I'm, I want to encourage you this morning. Read the word of God so that you may know him. So that when you know him, you can have faith in him. And when you have faith in him, what you desire, you can have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus, I thank you for... For revelation will be given to us. Thank you that you op you have opened our eyes. Thank you that we can know you as you are. That we can know you for who you really are, our heavenly Father. And we thank you that your you have your desires for us are good. You have a purpose and a plan for each one of us. Thank you that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind and we thank you we can be confident in that the good work that you have started in us you will also complete it in the name of jesus in the name of jesus amen and um, if you i'll take up the types and offerings uh, this is for the, our own own local church. You got the details uh, for our bank account for everyone else can i just say bring your types to your local church and that me, what I mean by the local church, that's where your pastor is and uh, that's where you belong. And uh, by bringing your tithes and your offerings to that place, this is a way of you saying, this is where I belong. Okay? It's not just when we say with our words that we belong, but when we bring our tithes and our offerings, our gifts to the storehouse, we bring and say, I belong here. Amen. So Jesus, those who pay their tithes and offer, give their tithes and offerings, sow a seed, bring a gift. I ask that will you bless them. Your word says that whatsoever man soweth, he shall reap in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, this week we are starting now. Uh, your word says that we can have whatsoever we desire. So I declare in the name of Jesus that this word, no, no, sorry, that this week shall be a very blessed week. I bless everyone who watched this, uh, uh, this sermon this morning. 
that I speak your blessing upon them. I speak the favor and the grace upon them. Lord, I thank you your blood protects each and every one. And I thank you that your blood protects us and each and every one and everything that we have been given responsibility over. Your blood protects it. And in the name of Jesus, I declare that this week shall be a very blessed week in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, before I finish, can I just say that uh, if there's someone who's watching or watching later, who's got a, a strain, it's not a pain, but a strain uh, on your right side of your back. If you have a strain, uh, I just want to say receive the healing in the name of Jesus. Okay. And there's another, if you have a problem with your uh, left heel, uh, uh, I speak healing, just take it and say, this is mine in Jesus' name, and you will see that Jesus has healed you in Jesus' name. So have a blessed week. Uh, God bless you. And uh, if you want uh, to help building the Dare to Believe community, invite your friends to, um, to the group. I purposely have made it a private group because I don't want to spend time arguing about theology. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a group simply to encourage our one another in our faith in jesus name amen hallelujah good morning everyone